0: How do we find our people, and why is it important to find our people? My guest on this week's episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy is a community force. Rada Agaral is the co-founder, CEO, and chief community architect of Daybreaker, the early morning dance and wellness movement Move that currently holds events in 25 cities and more than a dozen college campuses around the world and has a community of almost half a million people who wake up at dawn to go dancing, which is impressive. She is also the author of a new book called Belong, Find Your People, Create Community, and Live a More Connected Life. Rada believes that without community, we can't survive or thrive. In this episode, we're gonna talk about how social isolation can manifest into illness. We also discuss the contagiousness of positive and also negative behavior. We know that our social networks matter more than our genetic networks, so community is important for our mental and our physical health. Rada shows us step-by-step how we can create a thriving and supportive community, starting with going inward, and acknowledging our own values and gifts, and then taking those gifts out in the world to make friendships that matter. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to The Doctor's Pharmacy. I'm Dr. Mark Hyman, and that's Pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, a -A a place for conversations that matter. And we're going to have a great conversation today with Rod Agaral about things that really matter, which is loneliness and belonging. Uh, Rod is quite a quite a lady. She's a powerful force in the universe. Uh, she's the co-founder and CEO and chief community architect of Daybreaker, which you may have heard of, but it's a big early morning dance and wellness movement that's global in 25 cities, different countries, a dozen colleges, and has a community of half a million people who wake up at (laughs) dawn to go have a dance party, which is pretty awesome. She's also an amazing entrepreneur, co-founder of Thinks and Live It Up. She's an author, speaker, she's a DJ, and I have partied to her music it's awesome she's an inventor she's an investor and was named one of the eight women who will change the world by mtv she's also the recipient of the tribeca disruptive innovation award which is something i'd like to win (laughs) and uh, also spoken about social entrepreneurship and community building to audiences around the world her new book belong find your people create community and live a more connected life answers the questions how the heck do i find my people that's almost as important as what the heck do I eat? <laughs> Maybe more important, actually. And how do I create a large and meaningful community in the real world? Radha lives in Brooklyn, New York, with her love, Eli. A baby's on the way and her twin sister, Mickey, who's also been on this podcast and has lots of family and friends within a few blocks and has built an extraordinary community, which I've been in and seen. You can... Most often find her tinkering with community and experience design projects or on the dance floor at Daybreaker at dawn in New York City. And if she's not dancing at sunrise in New York, she's in some other part of the world (laughs) dancing her butt off. Um, So we're here at Wellspring uh, and we just talked, you actually danced your butt off this morning (laughs) in the pool with music and piano. It sounded amazing. So, you are uh, a unique human. Uh, You have uh, done some things which are pretty unusual, uh, creating super sprouts, which was making vegetables into superheroes, dancing on the lawn of the White House, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) You uh, have helped your sister co-found Thinks, which is a disruptive underwear company that helps women not have to deal with all the bleeding of periods. And when you were the inspiration for it because you were doing a three-legged race and got your period and made a mess and we're like, why do we have to do this? And isn't there a better solution? Uh, And you uh, have built an amazing community yourself uh, in New York City uh, with a group of very uh, powerful, creative, and loving humans. Uh, And you have been sort of an activist in the space of creating love and community, which is something we all long for and thrive. We all have this longing to belong, connect, and uh, many of us feel isolated and lonely. I think 40% of Americans feel lonely. It was sort of striking. I was at a conference recently, a Future of Health conference, and there was a whole... Session on loneliness as a as an epidemic and as a driver of so much mental illness and suffering, and and really loss in the society. And it, you know we all are connected on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and yet we're really not connected. So talk about what the inspiration was for your book and uh, and how you came to sort of. Be this human who has created this extraordinary community in real life, not just a bunch of Facebook friends.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me on uh, the Doctor's Pharmacy. This is so wonderful to be here uh, with my dear friend and um, and compadre of mischief. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, I, you know, this book it really came. Um, as an answer to to sort of many years of building community around the world, right? So with Daybreaker, uh, we grew the community to half a million people, um, like you just said, um, in, in 25 cities around the world and four continents. And in that time, I learned so much and we saw so much and um, around sort of the topic of isolation and loneliness. And um, I mean, that is the number one epidemic that we're facing in this country right now. Yeah,
0: people have to be lonely to get... But- Six in the morning, and go dance, right? Hey, <laughs> now it's an adventure. It definitely it is an adventure. Is. It's pretty awesome. But, but you know,
1: it's 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 one of those things where it's like you know, one in four Americans have zero friends to confide in. This number has tripled in the last thirty years, mm-hmm. right? There's a direct correlation between cell phone penetration and social media penetration mm-hmm. and our isolation and loneliness. Like the graph is almost identical. Mm. So it's it's um it really is interesting to sort of realize that we have these sort of um, slot machines in our pocket. Pockets, mm-hmm. right? These cell phones in our pockets that are dinging away and re- taking us away from our connection points, um, and and um, and and making us more isolated. When the goal of them, f- for, you know, f- from the very beginning, was to actually connect with social media, right? So w- w- what's happening is we've given um, keys to a Ferrari to a five-year-old without teaching them how to drive, Yeah, right? That's what's happening. So there's all this beautiful knowledge and beautiful technology in our pockets. We just haven't, you know, sort of harnessed it correctly. So mm-hmm. I wrote the book belong because you know, the last five years I've been getting emails and phone calls and messages from community members all around the world asking me um, how to build community. You know, I, I want to build my own version of Daybreaker or I want to, I moved to a new city. I don't have any friends. and I don't know what to do. And so I began sort of um, buying up every book I can find on community building. And I realized, wow, every single book is is quite theoretical in nature, um, it sort of led um, mostly by academics and mm-hmm. and I just think that that I want to offer a practical guide mm-hmm. I want to sort of from boots on the ground we've done it for five years we've, 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 we've you know been in the ring blood sweat and tears and I, mean, I want to give people a very sort of simple step-by-step guide for just how to do that let me hold you by the hand and 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 walk with you on this path of community building and um, so if, if you know we go through these 10 inflection points in our lives like when we move to a new city, when we go to college for the first time, when we start a new job, when we get married, when we have a baby, when we get divorced, when we when we retire, there's so many moments in life where we're starting all over again. Mm-hmm. And at each point it sometimes get we, we sometimes tell ourselves it's harder and harder to make friends. Like mm-hmm. as I, you know, go on this 20 city book tour, I'm on city number 14 right now. Um, most people who come to my book events are sort of in their 50s plus and share are, and are sharing how, how much more of a struggle it is now for them to find community members than, than it was before. And I think we begin to put these social barriers on ourselves because um, society really favors the youth in tabloids mm-hmm. and magazines. And so it's on us, on all of us, to begin recognizing actually the beauty and, and wisdom of, of sort of our experience as well.
0: Yeah, it's so important. You know, today we're seeing so much otherness in the world. That's right. And we, we basically vilify the other. We disconnect from other human beings. And you see things like the Pittsburgh shooting and synagogues. You see pipe bombs being sent. This doesn't only really happens for people who are isolated and disconnected. That's exactly right. And it's easy to demonize somebody you do know. And I remember when I was. In uh, medical school, I went to Russia. as was the Soviet Union at the time. Uh, that's because I'm really old and I'm still <laughs> Soviet Union. Please. And it was stunning because we were there on a mission that was called Citizens' Diplomacy. And the idea was, you know, the other, the Russians, were demonized. The Soviets were demonized, and they were bad and evil. The evil empire to right. Reagan. And we were like, no, 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 these are human beings, and let's connect with them as human beings. And so we spent, you know, three weeks around soviet union meeting with medical students and connecting with them and building relationships and and building the community and it was really profound it impacted me because i realized that you know if we're isolated it's easy to kind of make somebody the enemy and to disconnect and what you're offering is sort of the antidote to this isolation disconnection that keeps us from authentic connections with each other and with building a, a real community we all have this longing to belong we all came out of an evolutionary history that was tribal. We we're I mean, all in community. We are community, born in
1: community. We are literally born inside of a mother's womb. So mm-hmm. we are born in. right, we're born in community and without without it we cannot survive or thrive, right? Um and and it's so clear that our lack of belonging or isolation is the actual essential issue that ladders down to every other societal problem that we mm. are facing today. So gun yeah, violence. Un- unpack that for us. Because it's, so, it's right. this is a big
0: statement that loneliness is a cause of so many of societal it's ills.
1: Of every societal illness. So obesity epidemic, our lack of so so, so tell us how each one so, obesity so, because Because so so being socially isolated is as harmful to your physical health as being an alcoholic and twice as harmful as obesity because Cellularly, right? We end up storing more, and again, you're the doctor here. But is there so much sort of knowledge around and studies around um, when you don't belong? All of a sudden, your cellular reactions become slower. You're metabolizing food less fast, mm-hmm. um, and there's actually a lot of of studies that I've I've read around around that or maybe um, you're
0: depressed and anxious and using food as your source of well comfort, that too right?
1: of course that too um but but it actually sets off a cellular chain reaction our lack of belonging in isolation sets off this sort of cellular chain reaction that sort of um slows down our, our metabolism as well mm-hmm. um but also you know every every anxiety and depression you know one in three um, college students are anxious or depressed today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons um, we launched David on college campuses is because uh, my fiance's little brother, three of his best friends, commit suicide in college, and turns out it's it's um it's uh wow um what, what's the word it's it's. Contagious, yeah, and 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 so he. um, It's true. Both positive and negative behaviors are contagious. Absolutely, exactly. And so we looked into it and we realized, oh my gosh, there's such a huge issue on college campuses around drinking and binge drinking and. so we want to create Denver College campuses to inspire connection without substances as well. Yeah. So we're now on fifteen campuses. This are getting up at six o'clock to go dancing. You're not gonna <laughs> well, party college too late. Students, we start a little bit later because <laughs> they're definitely not going to come, and we have to lure them with burritos. But it's uh-huh. cool. Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: dancing with burritos.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but I, you know, I and so like unpacking some more. Like our political strife right now. You know, the the po- political polarization that we're facing today. You know, I think the "Make America Great Again" hats you know the red hats that people are wearing um in the on the republican side it's it, it's a statement of connection and community i'm a part of something and these are disenfranchised community members often who are being recruited who are saying hey join our barbecue we're cooking for everybody here's some hats for you guys and all of a sudden i went from feeling like I don't belong to here's a community that really is welcoming me with open arms. Yeah. The pipe bombers, all of the gun violence that we're facing today, many of whom are are mentally have mental illnesses, well, eighty-five percent of people experiencing mental illness are isolated or alone. Yeah. And so because we ostracize them from society, they're not welcome because they're not mentally sort of abled, right? So mm-hmm. um so that piece of it only sort of creates that um that that sense of anger. And so it's on each and every one of us to um, out there who's listening on this, you know, on this podcast right now, to really make friends with everybody. Whether it's someone who's older than you, younger than you, someone who's mentally, you know, sort of um, um, experiencing mental illness. Um, How can we actually bridge those divides that every single human on this planet can belong? And so the cover of my book has a doorway on it, right? Because. The concept of neighborhood neighborliness is mm-hmm. also lost we, you know i live in new york city we live in new york city we don't do you know your neighbors names do you know the neighbor across the street yeah we just moved in <laughs> okay, but do you see, i don't know my neighbors i've been there for three years you know and and no. um i try i've tried to make friends with them and there's sort of this kind of um don't talk to me type of thing yeah. and um and so we're making a big effort you know we and we have a welcome committee, like little figurines outside our door that says, you know, welcome to our home. You know, if you need salt, come and borrow it. Yeah. Um, and and we're, we're trying, but it, it's on all of us. Society needs to embrace the concept of neighborhood again. Good thing. If you are not
0: need sugar, but if you need salt. Yeah, salt. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> sugar. You're not going to get a bag of white sugar yeah. <laughs> buy this <at> house. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So, but but I think you know, community. If the most generous act we can do as human beings is to create community, Mm. the most generous thing we can do for ourselves and for each other is to sort of extend our hand and say, "Hey, will you be my friend?" Mm. Um, So that that's true for you know for me when I turned thirty years old. I looked myself in the mirror and I realized I didn't belong. And that was the beginning of my journey to community. And that's the first page of my book. Yeah. In my 20s, I spent sort of sleepwalking. I was in sports bars watching football, drinking beer that I didn't want to drink and trying to be cool and relevant and hanging out with what I thought society, you know, sort of deemed as cool, like going to clubs and getting drunk and... Blacking out all the time because I'm Asian and I can't handle my liquor, <laughs> and and then at 30 years old I woke up and I had this like whoa aha moment where I was just like, what have I been doing? Like who am I? And that the light in my eyes was dim, and and I just could it's hard I could, to imagine. I mean, right? But in this last you and your nine years, are like
0: headlight high beams <laughs> shining in the world
1: well this is the last nine years right like we totally and and you know you're such a and you know you're such a dear friend now and um my our community is what gives us that life and mm-hmm. so from 30 to 35 mickey and i you know spent all of our effort and time Um, focusing on community. And I create all these exercises for myself. And and in my book, I I talk about going in, right? You have to go in first to belong to yourself. So often with community building, we're grasping outside of ourselves to find those friends. But it really starts with this journey of Mm self-exploration first to get to know who we are, what we Mm -hmm. value, Mm -hmm. what we can bring to a community and how we're showing up. How are are we at listening? How are we at um, connecting with you know, um, with everyone around us. And... and It's almost like like focusing on not only how to find a friend, but how to be a friend. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the first half of my book really challenges the reader in a gentle and loving way to go inside and ask themselves, how are we showing up? And how can we we sort of shine a light on ourselves first in a beautiful Mm -hmm. way, in a glorious way, Mm -hmm. um, before we go out? I think so much of self-help today also it traps us, we get yeah. trapped in self-help, we get trapped in personal development, that we forget that the whole point of personal development is to do what? It's to better relate to the outside world, yeah, right, right? right? We go inside. It's called so it can...
0: self-care, but it really should be we care. <laughs>
1: yeah, right, exactly. It's like, I'm I'm going to get a massage, I'm going to like, take care, I'm going to eat healthy so that I can take care of my children better, so I can serve my community better, so that I can show up for the world better. And yet we forget that, we just get trapped in the look-at-me selfie moments, without realizing that that's actually the, the sort of the ladder down to isolation, loneliness, and sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So in, in Okinawa, which is one of the longest lived people in the world, they form a community at birth of babies that are kind of connected by their parents that go through life together and go through all the ups and downs and trials and tribulations from birth to like 100 years old and it builds a sense of, and it's not like 100 people, it's like five people or four people. And it's, uh, you know, most people can't even say there's one friend they have that they can call up when they feel bad or sad or who they can have an honest, transparent conversation to. That's really heartbreaking. And it's so much of a driver of so many of the ills of our society. It's something people don't talk about. And That's it's right. what, you know, when we were with uh, Rick Warren and Saddleback Church, I had the insight um, of using the power of community to help people create health. So suicide's contagious, but health is contagious. That's right. And obesity's contagious, but so is, you know...
1: Good health. Good health. Living. Right.
0: And I think that's such an important thing you're creating in the world is this call to belong and not only to to belong, but actually you've created a very specific roadmap. So I want to get into that now. You've talked about going in to go out. So let's talk about going in and what that means and how do you do that?
1: Right. So, um, you know, I have about 20 exercises in my book that really take you by the hand. The whole point is to get dirty in this journey uh, of self exploration and um, have fun. But going in starts with first an audit of who are you spending your time with, right? Just take a moment to write down who are the people I'm spending my time with today at work, at home, around me, family, friends um relatives mm-hmm. who are all the people you're spending your time with and just write that down on a piece of paper um and take a look at this map right and this map will begin to and and what I like to do is color code it so work friends I'll color code in green right and family um I'll color code in red and and um friends that I choose uh, I'll color code in, in in orange right so different colors just to sort of see ah okay cool so you know and then I have this kind of access of energy that I created um, in my book on the, in chapter one or in, in part one of the book where where you sort of assess okay who are the community members who are bringing me up and who are the community members in my life who are bringing me down mm-hmm. so looking around you begin mm-hmm. to see ah cool so in <clears throat> all the green quadrant sort of is, is, is up and to the right so um, therefore I realize that my work life is very positive I have very positive community at work but then maybe there's more red dots around family and friends in the negative quadrants. Mm-hmm. So you're like, ah, okay, I need to really understand and assess what's happening in my family life so I can really heal that or support that or ask myself, you know, how do I connect and, and handle? Um, family members and we've all you know we all yeah. we've all we're all uh we all go through that and mm-hmm. um so so really looking Although at I, this... I
0: know your family they're all pretty awesome
1: <laughs> well you know we, dad's all, India, we all, we and your mom's I,
0: japanese my dad's yeah my you know, <laughs> sister's a doctor and the other sister's you know
1: <laughs> well you know it's and culturally it's interesting right like um uh you know my father my mother are most some of the most loving community builders i know in fact they they um they modeled what community looks like for us um and yet it's interesting because culturally talking about love and 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 sex and and differently you know you just don't talk about those things with your you know with your with your kind of asian parents and so um on one (laughs) hand they're the best community builders I've, i've seen on the other hand um, you know, I do long for, for a little bit more kind of emotional honesty, honesty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think again, like we all have those, those sort of issues. I'm, I'm going through the, the motherhood process right now. I'm seven months pregnant. And I keep asking myself every day, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of parent do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so, so plotting this graph, you begin to, to sort of see a pattern of, ah, uh, okay, cool. So, you know, here is my entire, uh, life, you know, life map and, and it begins to give you a, a sort of a, a, the beginning of that story, mm-hmm. and then from there, um, you ask yourself, okay, why? Why am I spending my time with these people? Are they grandfathered in? Am um, I making excuses? Am I being lazy? Is it just easier to keep them around? You know, what is it? Are um, do they I energy not have... givers
0: or energy suckers? That's right, exactly.
1: Yeah. And 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 can I and and can I sort of be honest and vulnerable with that person and share? Hey, listen. Um, this is how I'm feeling right now in this relationship and, um, it's not working for me or I'm, I'm really, you know, sort of wanting to spend time with, you know, sort of more positive forces. I'm, I'm going through pregnancy right now and, um, I don't necessarily, um, I just want to spend just some more time connecting, uh, with, with the joy in my life, you know, and, and things like that, right. Being more honest and vulnerable and i have had those conversations and it's, and it's wonderful. Either it becomes a mirror for that person to say, oh, wow, I realize I'm not, Showing up the way you you want me to, um, or there or they say, okay, I totally understand and and let's you know reconnect after you give birth. You know, so so I think that there's there's that honesty piece there that we forget. We end up just ghosting our, our you know our people in our lives. Yeah. You know, we end up running away or we end up shit talking and and it ends up being a, a very negative experience. But um, you know, saying saying sort of this isn't the time to spend time with somebody right now because mm-hmm. I want to le- level up with my yeah. community members is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your friend too because they will begin to see how they're showing up yeah. and hopefully they'll go on the journey of self-exploration too. So
0: rather than just cut them off, just have a real have that, honest conversation that's right. with them.
1: About, that's right. That takes know. courage and vulnerability on all of our ends, but it doesn't create resentment on the other side that yeah. leads to negative storytelling and hurt and all other sort of you know, larger issues. Um. So, so that's the first step in the first step is, so the is taking auditing. inventory. Yeah, taking inventory exactly. Auditing community who you spend time with. The second thing, um, that I this is what I did when I turned thirty, and this is what, this is exactly what I outlined in my book is my own journey that's taking me from feeling like I don't belong to this incredible, connected, joyful, um, community that gives me wings, um, and 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 lets me fly. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I did was I wrote down a three column list, and um, which we'll get into it and just column one was all the qualities i was looking for in a friend right so i just wanted to write down and actually manifest and call in what were the qualities that i was looking for in a friend right we do this type of audit again for our romantic relationships we do this for our professional careers right i want a job that pays this much i want a job that has this type of vacation i want a job that you're right like all in, terms life, in, life, life, in terms of life essentially in terms of life
0: planning we it's not a category it's like, why not love work it is money the, exactly like friend is That's, not a category
1: and it is the most important when i say the most important category in life to focus on and everyone says focus on money power fame and building a business and but really none of it will happen and or will result in joy or joyful life experience if you don't have a community being like oh my gosh, Mark, high five. Like, whoa, we get to celebrate your major win, New York Times bestseller list again? Holy shit, let's go (laughs) and throw a giant party for you. You know what I mean? If you're just kind of like writing by yourself in your room and have no one to celebrate, then at the end of it, you're empty again, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's so critical that we continue to put our laptops down and keep our word and go to those dinners with our friends and say yes to the dance floor and say yes to adventure because at the end of the day... No matter, no amount of success will mean anything if there's no one to celebrate it with, right? That's true. So, um, so, 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 column one was all the qualities I was looking for in a friend, right? Mm. So, I wanted friends talked about ideas and not each other. I wanted friends who said, Fuck "Yeah, you bleed that out um, <laughs> to life." Um, I wanted friends who, you know, really took care of themselves and 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 took care of each other. I wanted friends who were interesting and interested, right? Who were mm. good listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted friends. Yeah, I just, I just, so, so, I I wrote down everything I was looking for in a friend, Mm -hmm. which was kind of vulnerable because there's so much shame around saying I don't belong, or there's so much shame around um, writing down the qualities. It just feels desperate for some reason in today's society, right? But if we just removed, right? That's what I'm saying. But but if we removed all of that stigma, because Mm -hmm. there is stigma around FOMO. Right? Mm-hmm. Fear of missing out and fear of being left out. Mm-hmm. You don't tell people like, Yeah, I was left out from the party and it really hurt. Like you're we're so proud. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. But faux blow is a concept I talk in my book quite a bit, which is fear of being left out. Right, which is a more subversive negative version of FOMO. Yeah. Right. And then JOMO is joy of missing out, which is the joy of of, of, of missing out and having the confidence to know there's other things to do. Yeah. But, but so column so column two is all the qualities I don't want in a friend. Right, so I don't want friends who are negative Nellies, lazies, shoulder shruggers, Debbie you know, Downer. Debbie Downers, Netflix, <laughs> and you know, chill watchers all the time, um, and homebodies. Like I wanted friends who were just like, you know, really say out yes there. to life, say yeah. yes, like, and I call it an FYF in my book. It's a very and then
0: somebody else might want a friend who they can sit around and do and knitting chill. with. And, that's right. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. And so Drink tea everyone's in the different. So right.
1: your qualities are going to be very different from my qualities. Whoever's listening out there, right? And that's exactly what you want to do right now is. Ask yourself, where do I feel the most energized? And then column three, perhaps the most in- important column, was all the qualities that I need to embody in order to attract the friends that I want. Mm. All the qualities that I need to embody. So I need to be less of a workaholic. I love my work. you know. So I need to put my laptop down. I need to be less judgmental. And, and nitpicky and perfectionist and, um you know, I'm a, I'm a CEO, right? I run companies for a living. And so my job is to focus on what's going wrong, right? Yeah. My job is to focus on how to improve what's going wrong. So if I bring that, I used to bring that into my relationships, into my friendships. Oh, yeah. I'd be nitpicking what's going wrong in those relationships instead of, being grateful for what's going right. Yeah. So that yeah. sort of it's understanding. your frame of yes, that compartmentalization of <clears throat> in my work, I'm going to be focused on really um, kind of wanting to improve service and product and whatever. But in my personal life, to really compartmentalize and say, hey, wait, let me really focus on what's going right. Um, especially as you know, as an Asian woman, you know, you grow up in a household where it's like you're only loved if you get an A you know right. a so plus a plus you know so so it's it's um and you
0: did all right you went to cornell and yeah. you were on a varsity soccer team well, and
1: um, but yeah, so so I think I think it's it's so important to take that audit, uh, you know, and, and look in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, how are you showing up for your friends too? So that was a really so important. So that's interview. going
0: in is doing an inventory of your life and what matters, looking yep. at yourself. Yeah, looking at yourself where you're not the best friend and what you want. That's in a right. Friend. The qualities looking. So for. what what else is part of going in?
1: So going in, there's also another exercise I do, and there's so many more. But I'll share one more. And By the way, the book is up.
0: full of these amazing practical exercises. It's not like oh, you should be in a community and you should go have friends, and it's. It's like a roadmap, step-by-step, to take you through the process of how do you create community capacity in yourself and how do you build and find community. And it's really, really awesome.
1: Thank you. And I illustrated the book too, so every page is fun to read. Like I you know, It's I have not a bunch of words. It's very it's like <laughs> I very really fun. like pictures and yeah. colors and and it just makes the whole journey of, of of community building a lot more playful and 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 colorful.
0: So what are the other going in? So stuff?
1: yeah, so one more going in exercise I'll share before we we know move on to going out, um, is I have you also assess what I call your via chart. So so it's a um imagine a three sort of um uh, Venn diagram, three circles that you draw. So circle 1 is your values, the V and V is your values. The I in value in in the VIA chart is your interests and the A is your abilities. So just write down your values, your interests and your abilities in three concentric circles. And um sit down with yourself and ask yourself today, Mark Hyman what do I value today? Because what you value today is going to be different than what you valued maybe ten years ago. Maybe ten years ago you're a big party animal, and then now I mean, you so still much. are. I mean, you know, you still nothing's changed. I still see it Burning Man, um, uh, fist pumping on the dance floor. You know. but um, but, <laughs> but but today, you know, maybe you know you you just got married to a beautiful wife. You're nesting. You move. You have a house in New York now, and um and so maybe your values today is yeah. more family driven, yeah. and um whereas ten years ago. I might've been different. So I'm, you know, I'm seven months pregnant today as well. So my values are are different and values are are sort of, um, kind of the guardrails through which you live your life. You know, what are the mm-hmm. what are things that matter to you? Mm-hmm. And you can Google values and see sort of what values come up and there's all kinds of lists that come up. In my book, I list out about a hundred values that you can choose from, but it's also something you can find on the internet and um, you can begin to sort of map out what do I care about today and really sit with yourself and and, and connect to that that essence. Um, so write that down in one circle and that will give you again a, the beginning of roadmap for the type of other people that you wanna connect with what are you know so shared values are so critical mm-hmm. right Yeah. Um, and then the i is if you
0: name it then you can identify others right that's
1: right exactly and then the i in in your via chart is your interests so so what am i interested in today so you know it's it's different from your values and your values is more sort of kind of intrinsic qualities family you know community um Work-life balance, you know that sort of thing, right? Uh, whereas your interests might be things like hiking and yoga and mindful meditation and fa- music festivals and, um, you know, and daybreaker and daybreaker, <laughs> yeah, thank you, um, and all kinds of right. So, so it's it's what are you interested in, in tangibly doing today? And you know, some people I do this workshop with will say, "Well, I don't know." I don't. We all have interests, right? So dig deep. Um, if if you know, if you don't have an interest right now, then start cultivating them, you yeah. know, and that's, and that's, that's what's so fun about this going in journey is that right. life is, we have a hundred years to live on this planet. Let's really begin cultivating our interests that are outside of just one. Well, only,
0: only a hundred years if you eat right, and right, right, follow my advice and connect exactly. in the community and follow Radha's advice. Yeah. <laughs> then you get to a hundred.
1: Exactly. <laughs> if you read all of Mark's books, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and then your abilities are, and I, I really think about abilities through the lens of, what can you bring to your community? So what are your abilities, not just like I'm a good public speaker, but what can you b- bring to your community? So. Are you? Is one of your abilities to ask amazing questions? Is one of your abilities to um, to cook? Are you a good cook and chef? Can you cook for your friends? Are you? Mm -hmm. Is one of your abilities um, to gather people in your home? Is your home a really wonderful place to gather? Um, Is you know one of my?
0: you're a great DJ. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So like
1: two of my friends, I love giving this example. You know, one of them, she always has a purse full of like electric candles so that when you know she she really she like doesn't like neon lighting so she'll walk into any room and she'll just be like oh no 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 this is like too harsh lighting she'll turn off all the lights and break out all these like electric candles and like vibes out the place instantly and it's incredible yeah
0: um, and you have these other friends who are great um Sort of artists, musicians exactly. who are they bring always play instruments, exactly play, play great things and do skits and that's exactly it's right. Just so fun,
1: yeah. So they bring instruments. Like Eli and I bring gold stars often to gatherings. So we'll say. Mark you did great you know it was a wonderful thing you just said here's a gold star for you right you know we went to the hospital um for when Eli's father was sick and we gave um all the doctors and nurses um gold stars and said thank you for what you're doing great job you know checking his pulse and he looked you know? at you
0: like what <laughs>
1: and they all started competing with each other for how many the doctors like serious doctors competing with each other for how just many It's like kindergarten yeah for how many gold stars they got in their, and they put on their badges and it was this like hysterical <laughs> experience and we yeah. turned this sort of otherwise scary place into a, a playground, and yeah. you know, it's whatever we can bring that feels good for us. Mm-hmm. It feels natural to us. Bring that to your community and your experience, and write that in your abilities chart. All right, all
0: right. so we've got the, the inventory. Values, we've yeah. got your VIA chart. You've got
1: three column list.
0: column list of where they fit in terms of whether they're bringing you life and energy or taking it away. So, what about going out? Then you've done this inventory. You've done all these things. Right. What's What's the process of actually going out with this and finding your community and building
1: it? So step one, and, and you know, there's some people who are like, I'm shy, or like, this doesn't isn't come naturally to me, or, you know, it's so much easier for you, Rada, because, you know, you're naturally more extroverted, um, which I, by the way, break those labels in my book, too, in, in part one, is I, I we talk about um, the fact that we have begun to sort of label ourselves into corners. So I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. That's a good example with Carl Jung, um, who who kind of named those terms, and people are really banding around those terms. I've seen friends who are definitely extroverted, start. So introverts and then begin identifying as introverts and disappear from the face of the planet. And so I think we've taken these terms too literally where Carl Jung himself, who, who defined these terms, said that if you are only introverted you'd be in an insane asylum if you're only extroverted you'd end up in an insane asylum so we are on a spectrum of introvert and extrovert which I call metavert in my book Right? we are all metaverts Um, so let's just stop some days I'm social some days I want to be at home by myself filling up on energy and so I think if we stop putting these social limitations on ourselves we'll begin to allow so much more exploration Mm -hmm. in the communities that we're a part of Mm -hmm. Um, and and so, so exploration so going out begins with first like removing all of these labeling and and then uh, getting sort of a deep understanding of who we are, like going in experience. And then it's just putting your shoes on. Like I would say put your shoes on, write down five communities in and around you that align with your values, interests and abilities and then begin exploring them. So it's a light touch, right? So for me, the first year was, okay, um, when I went on this journey, when I started at 30 years old, I realized I didn't belong and I was going to sports bars and doing kind of like the everyday thing. I asked myself, okay, what are the things that I really care about? What do I, What am I interested in? So I realized I'm interested in entrepreneurship. I'm interested in music festivals, which I'd never really explored in, in my 20s, right? I just was kind of doing the city life thing. So I began looking up all the cool music festivals around and I stumbled upon Burning Man, um, Lightning in a Bottle, and different music festivals I, I started going to. And I started going to entrepreneurship Summits like summit series and mm-hmm. um, you know various communities in 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 New York and and um, um, across across um, like like Nexus Summit um, community. It's a sort of a young global leader summit. Um, so so I, so I began sort of charting this on a on a little map as well. Mm-hmm. So you right, go to
0: pre existing gatherings of people who yes, had similar interests.
1: Exactly, interests, values, and all of a sudden. I started meeting people and I started realizing, oh, wow, wait a minute, you're interested in the same things I'm interested in, where we we wanna solve problems for the world. Um, And I began to sort of find my people for the first time. Mm -hmm. And one by one, I said, hey, let's hang out. And whereas before I used to have siloed relationships, right? Like I had my friends I work out with, I have my friends that I go go travel with, I have my party friends, I have my intellectual friends. But this is the first time in my life, also, that I wanted to remove all the compartmentalization mm-hmm. and just bring everybody together fearlessly. Because mm-hmm. I think so often, for some reason, we can get territorial yeah. um, with our friendships as well. Um, I call that the oxytocin overload, um, which is you know, which is actually a term um, around when you become so close to somebody as a friend, one on one. There's this sort of animal instinct, yeah, exactly animal instinct that you don't want to share that person with somebody else, um, whether it's your kids or your or your family and friends that overload is there and it's on us to just recognize that it's happening to know wait i'm I'm feeling irrationally jealous I'm feeling irrationally um, territorial over this mm-hmm. friendship and to um and to name it, and just say, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm feeling irrationally territory, you know." And then I know that's access because I care about you so much. Um, but um, but so that going out piece is so critical, and first, like tearing down all the needs for those siloed friendships and just bringing everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is what I did, and and again, it could work differently for everybody. But for me, just breaking down the barriers and and sort of fearlessly introducing my friends and watching them develop friendships without me, um, feeling jealous of their friendship was actually something new that I, yeah. I didn't have in my twenties. Yeah. Right. So in my thirties, I was like, wow, that's so cool. I did More that. is more. More is more. Like I connected them. They're now friends without me. That's so cool. And and they thank me. You know, when they see me, every once in a while they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like this person is such a meaningful person in my life mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And more is more. So like everyone listening out there you know, connect your friends fearlessly, you know, recognize that the rising tide truly lifts all boats. And, um, you know, when we actually courageously and fearlessly connect one another, life becomes far more rich. Um, so, so yeah, going to the, so then going out and exploring all these communities, I began finding these people, bring them to my house, hosting dinner parties. Not that weren't just wine and cheeses. Everyone listening, let's stop doing wine and cheeses. Mm-hmm. I think we're past that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time that we really think about gathering as a more meaningful um, connection point. It's kombucha and kale chips <laughs> yeah, now, right? <laughs> exactly, kombucha and kale. Exactly. <laughs> but there's just you know, I talk about entry rituals. Like when someone comes into your home, how are they coming into your home? Is it just like, hey, I'm here with wine? Or are you greeting them with, you know. A, a little wishing well to say hey today when you're coming to my to my home I want you to share a little wish that you have for this gathering I mean
0: tribes always had rituals that's always right always had that's right. You know, ceremony. And That's right. you know you you're saying let's bring that back into our lives. Exactly. Because it creates meaning and context and connection and love. And
1: not just from a macro perspective, right? So Daybreaker we have the method. So so, so let me just kind of start with, with everyone listening, sort of um with this idea of when you go out for the first time, you're now aligned with your you know values, interests and abilities start exploring the communities around you fearlessly, start connecting people around you fearlessly, Um, and then start gathering people into your home. Yeah. Um, And or So don't wait to get invited to a party, create one. That's right, that's exactly it. And then.
0: It's actually one of my favorite things to do, is, is to actually invite people to my house, cook for them, and just hang out. Exactly. It's just my favorite thing.
1: And, and that's exactly it. So, so, so don't wait for the invitation, create the invitation. Um, and then secondly is, is, you know, once you've kind of, so it's sort of like, if I, if I were to take 10,000 foot view of, of this whole experience of community building, it's self, you have to belong to yourself, right? Then you create a community, a personal community for yourself. But once you've built that personal community, then you build community at large. Mm-hmm. So it's, in, so it's inside. Right. And then small community for self and then larger community for society. And how do you do that? So so that's what I call the crawl method for community building. I talk about, about this in my book. So once you've built a community for yourself, and if you realize, okay, I have three to five friends that give me wings with whom I can call, I've done the exploration of my communities, I've gone in, I've participated in those communities, um, to get my you know, my hands dirty connected with them. Now I really I you know, the most generous act we can do, like I keep saying, is to create community for others. Hmm. You know, so once we have that sense of safety and knowing that we have our own people, now it's a matter of creating community for others, mm-hmm. right? So I really believe that if every single human being created community for others, not just for themselves, the world would no longer have any of our, our issues that we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sometimes you're like, wow, how do I begin creating a community at large? Like, how do I do this? And, and so I d- distilled it into very simple community building rubric that I call the crawl method. For community building so um that's why you built the Daybreaker movement around the world and um, we can sort of dissect that for how you built your community you know of two million you know people or millions of people who, who listen to your to your work and and um follow your incredible teachings but but uh, but there's a, there's you know while community building sounds like a, a very squishy concept and mm. sort of gray area yeah there are sort of um defined rules that that i've identified that can help anybody on their community building journey
0: what if they live in an area where they just don't have the connection with people i just a woman came up to me the other day and she said you know i i'm i'm living in baltimore as an african-american yep. woman and i i'm into yoga and mindfulness and healthy eating and you know my family isn't my friends are not my community isn't i'm not sure what to do i really want to you know find those people who are my community but they're just not around me because i right. live in you know the inner city in baltimore which is poor and disenfranchised and disconnected totally and, you know so never heard of kale
1: <laughs> so so there are plenty of yoga communities in baltimore and i think that it's um it again takes so much courage to be the first to try something right mm-hmm. and so i think it's one thing and then and then the the second most courageous person is the second person to join the community, right? So if she can find one person to create that centrifuge and then the two people will create two, another centrifuge, right? So, mm-hmm. so it- That's it, why
0: you and Mickey are so powerful. You're like a double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you, you know, it's, I mean,
1: so it, it really requires you know that level it's courage it's so yes it's discouraging it took me two years by the way to find my people Mm. and and so so often you know we live in a society that is so transactional and so instant and automatic i push a button and 24 hours later i have the box in my mail from amazon Mm -hmm. right i can order takeout any moment so everything is incredibly rapid today Mm -hmm. that we've forgotten that patience actually takes 80 hours to call somebody a friend It takes one second for someone to push a like button on their, on your social media, but it takes 80 hours to call somebody a friend. Right, which is why it's so potent to go to a festival because you're spending eighty hours in a weekend with somebody, right? Yeah. And you go deep with them very quickly. Or if you're doing a, a upstate New York, you know, weekend with friends, with fireplace around you, you know, and you sleep over with each other. That in in that one weekend, you can call some You can go from strangers to best friends. Yeah. Um. So so, but that time is so so crucial. Um. Um. So and it takes patience. Again, it takes yeah. patience. And so Deliberate. all I can I would tell the woman in Baltimore is. Have patience, continue reaching out. My mother moved to Baltimore recently. Here's a wild story for you. This is three weeks ago. This is a brand new story. Yeah. My mother um, I cried when she told me this story. She moved to Baltimore with my dad to be close to my sister and her grandkids. And she didn't know a single person. And she courageously, she's a seven-year-old woman, wow. Japanese is her first language, English, so she has you know broken English. And she writes a letter, a handwritten letter that says, Hello, my name is Mire. I just moved to Baltimore. I want to make Japanese lady friends, and <laughs> not male friends, but lady friends because I have a husband who I love. <laughs> and she puts in parentheses anyway. And she's she's like, um, I would like to speak Japanese with women and um and you know revitalize you know that part of my life. Um, here's my phone number. Please call me if you want to spend some time. Yeah. Signed, Mire. And then she drove it to the closest Japanese restaurant yeah. in the neighborhood. I shit you not. Yeah. And gives the general manager of the Japanese restaurant and says, "Excuse me, can you please show this to Japanese ladies if they come in?" And the following week, mark her phone did not stop ringing. Oh off my the hook. god! Oh my god! So everybody
0: had, has this longing to connect, right? It well
1: exactly, but she's a Japanese woman. <laughs> she could have been like seven years old. I it's my life's. So I moved to new city. Like I don't know anybody. How am I? She now has had three play dates already with she called me the other day. She was like, With this woman, she's 55 and she's a lawyer. She has three kids. She's a very powerful Japanese lady. And she was like so proud and excited <laughs> of her new friend. Uh, and and that's that's what I want everyone out there listening to to, to understand. Never too late. It's never too late. It's never too yeah, late. No, and if you're rejected the first time try again it's try again and again and again you know my best friend one of my best friends today he texted me over and over again um because I was just busy and doing my own thing um to hang out and I just was I just wasn't I just you know he wasn't top priority but he just kept texting and finally you know six weeks later he texted like again for the 10th time was like hey I'm in the neighborhood you want to spend time together um not in a creepy way not an annoying way but just like you know kind of just like hey I'm in the neighborhood and I was like, look, I'm having a, a a party at my house. Do you wanna you wanna come over? And he came and he added so much value. He was so fun and so interesting, so charismatic. Max Stossel, my friend who was oh, yeah, poet. Yeah. And um, and now he's one of my dearest friends. Yeah. You know, so so have the perseverance <laughs> to, to to when you know somebody might be a good friend and good fit, and they might be also maintaining their own community, right? I had I had a big community by then. Um, so he just was patiently saying, Hey, And instead of just being like, hey, I want to hang out, he was like, how can I contribute?
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I think most of us are saying, what can we get from our friends? How can they fill our hole, our need? Instead of saying, how can I serve them? How can I be a contribution in their life? What can I do to bring light and love to them? And I think that's a very different way of being. And I think that's also critical for relationships. And the more you give, the more you get. It's just the way it works. Uh, And I think it's just shifting that frame of reference. That's right yeah it's very and none
1: powerful. of it is you know rocket science you know it's like i one of the cornerstones of belonging and i talk about my book is being an fyf a f- yeah friend <laughs> yeah. it's very technical um and that's it like if you just say f yes to life if you yeah. lean in and <clears throat> uh, whether yeah. you're shy or not you can still be sort of a lean-in friend that says i would love to exclamation point you yeah. know yeah. um so i think if we can if we can sort of remove all of our cool factor barriers and like i'm an adult i need to be serious take me seriously or i was bullied as a kid or you know i used to dance but people used to make fun of me my mom and dad made fun of me my sisters made fun of me we begin to lose that light you know and so let's just start over and hit the refresh button reset button
0: unbelievable so how do you then sustain the community
1: yes so this is actually so so important in life is Community is sustained at the intersection of mystery and safety, Hmm. right? Community is built at the intersection of mystery and safety. And this goes for your personal relationships and for your, um, your relationships, sort of, um, as a community at large. So what I mean by that, let me start with, um, your relationship community at large for Daybreaker, um. You know, we're a morning dance party. There's the, there's the safety in knowing that um, it's going to be a well-produced event. That we've curated great food and beverage. That it's going to be not good alcohol people. alcohol in the morning. Yeah, there's no alcohol in the morning. That it's that's a that it's a you know a we have wonderful wow moments and performance and and great DJs. The whole experience is going to be well produced with so the safety of knowing that. But the mystery of not knowing where the next event's going to be. What the theme is gonna be, who's gonna be DJing, what are all, all of our performative wow moments, what are you know, we we add this element of mystery, right? So your mom says, right? Exactly, to to you keep gotta keep some mis- mystery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. make Mickey tell you that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the key to, to a successful marriage, is keeping a little mystery. Mm-hmm. As soon as your partner knows everything about you, it's game over. <laughs> really? But same thing with with, with friendships. So you know, separate bathrooms. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, there's mystery in in number twos also, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, no, the mystery in, in friendships as well, you know. So 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 daybreaker grew because people always kept asking, you know, oh my gosh, where's the next event going to be? Where's like, but it's the same applies for your personal relationships, right? In your personal relationships instead of doing the same thing over and over again, like we used to go to the same sports bar every Sunday as a, you know in my twenties and watch the same football. And just after a while it was just stale and boring. And like, what am I doing? I'm like wasting my life. So, you know, continuing to push each other as friendship, as friends to say, hey, Mark, this is your turn, surprise me, right? Um, you, It's your turn to plan the weekend or the mm-hmm. event, host a dinner party at your house. Next time it's my turn, next time, so we rotate turns and, and creating surprises for each other or when you walk into an event one of my dear friends david yaris you know david mm-hmm. um you know he would bring and this is one of my favorite stories in my book that i write about you know we were having breakfast one morning um just at a restaurant and he pulls out a miniature pumpkin from his jacket pocket and just puts it on the table <laughs> and i'm like david what's the pumpkin about and he was like no just table garnish, <laughs> and,
0: table garnish.
1: And, and i just was like you were ridiculous and so silly <laughs> and i and then the next time he hung out he brought pine cones and put them around my office table and brought pine cones for my 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 team members and just like just like it's things that he found in the forest it's just like right. in the whatever he didn't, go buy it. he didn't go buy it he just like found it and and just like level of creativity Like whenever wow. i see him now my tail wags i'm like what's he going to do now what silliness is he going to have up his sleeve today and it takes Nothing. It's just like right. it doesn't take any money. It just takes a little effort, you know? Yeah. So so that mystery piece is so critical and having your friends continue to wag their tail for you. If you if you're the same negative Nelly, every time they hang out with you, you're like, woe is me, I'm Eeyore, life is terrible. Yeah. You know, like they're not gonna want to hang out with you after no. a while. Or if you're sort of doing the same thing over and over again, you're constantly wanting to go to the same club over and over. It's just keep life interesting and mysterious, but the safety is that knowing that you're loyal friend, that you're always an ear to listen to. You're gonna be there if, if, you know, I'll be there for you, Mark, if you need me.
0: It's true, I, I call you up, I need something, you're always there, you're always, yes, I'll help you, I'll do this. Yeah, and that's
1: important to me that you feel that sense of safety in our friendship, but that you know that when we hang out, you're gonna be like, "Oh God, like what what rot am I gonna get today?" Right? I hope that you feel that. (laughs) that. So yeah, so I think that's that's the that's the beauty of of the opportunity that we get to bring to our friendships and if we just brought more intention to it, mm-hmm. life is so much more fun on both sides. It's like, I love surprising my friends. Mm-hmm. I love bringing fun, you know, things to our community gatherings. And 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 our friends are always like, oh God, what are the twins gonna do now? You know, mm. that's fun.
0: It's so great. Yeah, I, I definitely experienced that. And I also see the way you have, you know, created this amazing community. And, and uh, in some ways, I I, I find it, surprising that you describe your 20s as this isolated disconnected time because i don't know you from that time i know you from after that time for the last seven years or so and i well i
1: wasn't isolated i was i was I was definitely social but i was social and sleepwalking yeah you, know? you were connected yeah like you we we're all social we can be but we can be sleepwalking and social mm-hmm. right we can be hanging out with our co-workers whose cubicles are next to ours and, and just be talking about the weather and not actually be going intentionally deep. going deep, yeah. you know? So, so many of us don't realize that we are sleepwalking. Yeah.
0: And I think the thing is, most of us feel like we're the only ones experiencing what we're experiencing. That's and right. And being in that connected community is so powerful. And we see that in medicine. I mean, we at Cleveland Clinic are running these small groups. To help people change um, their yes. life, and they actually work better than one-on-one visits with a doctor for the same condition. Exactly. It's just. Striking no, I want to do stuff with you that. on that. Like I really it's think that so there's so striking. much in
1: community and health that go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, it's so striking, and it's it's like wow. Yeah. We didn't do anything different. We didn't tell them anything different. We didn't do any different kinds of tests. We didn't do any different kinds of interventions. But the results, because people are sharing their stories, are like relating right. to each other. They're helping each other. The doctor is irrelevant in the picture. Well, here's a
1: wild stat, right? Like, like, why do you think women don't smoke cigarettes when they're pregnant?
0: Because no other women do. (laughs) and
1: it's not because her doctor said not to Mm -hmm. it's because societally the other women will say hey shame on you you should not be smoking cigarettes while you're pregnant yeah so women when they're showing they stop smoking because of societal pressure not because of doctor's orders yeah so that's very interesting yeah and
0: the peer pressure works for creating health or creates disease you know if your friends are all drinking beer and having pizza and watching sports or whatever tv or you'll like be likely to be overweight and unhealthy if your friends are all drinking green juices and going to yoga class well guess what you're probably going to be also i think healthy.
1: i have one more thing to share about my 20s why i was sleepwalking in my 20s because in college think about it, when you were in college what was your college experience like
0: great right connected but, but- community friends
1: great but there was but so so i was
0: i was a weirdo
1: okay so you had that so for me i had that too in some sense but it was also sororities and fraternities no, and kickstands we and i was more of know, a hippie
0: we had like i
1: could see that so yeah, you you yeah. did it right we were
0: living in community houses we yeah, all shared yeah. dinner together we all cooked one yeah. night a week together oh
1: that's so great yeah so we you all, get, i mean so we all ha-
0: we actually had a, a community group where that's we create awesome. an intentional community, where we had, you know, probably thirty or forty people, we gather and bring food and potlucks and share and connect and have fun and go swimming and do whatever. Uh, that's so, yeah. and you know,
1: I had that too. We had that too in many ways, but I think I also had a very classic american college experience which is just like everyone binge drinking you know fraternity parties sorority parties and like you know being cool and caring what everyone else thought and you know that type of of experience and then so when i when you graduate because in college we're not taught and this is one a big focus for me too now is belonging starting when you go to college when you leave your home right when you leave the comforts of your parents house and you move to college you have all this imprinted behavior that happens in those four years you're in college that you carry through your 20s so for me it started freshman year (laughs) of college right and then you carry through your 20s until you realize wait a minute this isn't who i am right so so i i really believe that we have to imprint starting freshman year of college and teach people how to belong from the moment they step into school to ask themselves how am I showing up what do I want to bring to this community you know what do I not want out of my college experience and really give them those that framework
0: yeah not just automatically default to the typical right. behaviors yeah so great Rada. it's an amazing story so one last question if you were queen for a day and you had a magic wand or, or a magician you could actually change something in our society what would it be
1: it's so easy I would want every single human to feel that exhale of I'm home I want Mm -hmm. every single human to feel like they belong and that they feel like they have community and friends that they can count on. Um, I think if we can all feel that.
0: (sighs) Well, if anybody's feeling disconnected or isolated or lonely or that they don't have a community, the first thing I would do is grab Radha's book, Belong. It's a powerful, roadmap to getting into a beautiful community and rediscovering the joy of friends and connection and i I just can't recommend it enough so uh if you want to learn more about rada go to rada that's a g r a w a l and uh, learn about her she's spoken at many amazing places like facebook and uh, has done very cool stuff and uh, she's a force to be reckoned with and someone to watch going forward and i'm excited to be your friend and to be part of this and I definitely feel more connected in the community being around you and your crew which now has become my crew (laughs) and uh, even at you know the ripe old age of 58 it's never too late to actually start to just build more and more connected Mm -hmm. community so thank you Rodden if you've liked this podcast The Doctor's Pharmacy I suggest you write a review and tell us what you think Uh, if you enjoyed it please share it with your friends and family on Facebook social media and Please uh, sign up if you haven't already, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Doctor's Pharmacy with Dr. Mark Hyman, Rod Agrall, and we'll see you next time on The Doctor's Pharmacy. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to remind you all that the information in this episode is not intended to be used as medical advice. Always work with your doctor, and if you can, find a functional medicine doctor. My staff, including physicians and nutritionists at the Ultra Wellness Center in Massachusetts, is trained in functional medicine to find the root cause of disease and create health for you every step of the way. For more information about the Ultra Wellness Center, visit ultrawellnesscenter.com.